0: and mercy, who through life has been my guide. And in peace, divine his comfort, provide faith in Him
1: to drown.
0: For I know...
1: The sermon title today, you ready for this one? It's the end of the beginning. Just think about it. Okay? And maybe it'll make sense when we're all done, and you're like, well, I just wish you'd get to the end, right? So, here's the thing. Even more than that, you know, the Word of God is all about Him. Every book of the Bible is about our Lord. He said that Himself. And so, anytime we come together to celebrate, to, to look at His Word and to fellowship together in the name of Christ, you know, that is a beautiful time. You know, Christmas is every day for us as believers, Because Christmas is about celebrating Emmanuel, God with us, the one who came down from heaven off his throne and walked among us to live a perfect life and to die for each one of us. And so as we dive into this book, that's what we're going to be looking at. Now, the book of Ruth, I will do a bit of a review today, and uh, hopefully it won't take too long. (laughs) You know how that is. But um, I do want to cover it. I want to cover this in review because... As I've said a few times, there's more going on here in the book of Ruth than just... If you read the plain text, it's a wonderful story, but there's more going on here. And I told you, it really, it reveals something special. The book of Ruth reveals the heart of God. The heart of God is on display in many of the books of the Bible, no doubt. But more so in Ruth than just about any other. And it was a beautiful mystery. The Old Testament, you know, Israel, they couldn't fully understand the book of Ruth... It's only in the light of the New Testament with the power of the Holy Spirit and knowing everything that's come to pass, that we're able to understand the book of Ruth in a deeper way. And I told you there were at least three layers that we were going to look at as we studied out this book of Ruth. Three layers. The first layer is just that. The story of Ruth and Boaz and Naomi and all of this, there are many lessons, human lessons and all of that. There are many lessons at that first layer. But then there's that second layer. The prophetic promise to the church. There's a beautiful thing going on in the book of Ruth that is so special. Because we're seeing our kinsman redeemer. We're seeing redemption. But then also the third layer I wanted you to pay attention to was the personal layer. Because it's your story. God loves you so much that he came to this planet to redeem you personally. He wants a relationship with you personally. And that's what this book declares. It's such a powerful and beautiful book. We see God's heart to redeem each of us, but he also has a desire for a relationship with each one of us. You must have a relationship, and we've seen that in this book. We've seen, though, this beautiful thing where Ruth, this Gentile widow, with no hope for redemption, but through the light of Israel, through the light of the house of David, we know this. Our Messiah came forth, and it's a picture. Ruth is a picture of the church, and all of this is a picture of our redemption. It's a beautiful thing. And we know that Israel was to point the Gentiles to the way of salvation, to the way of redemption. In the book of Ruth, we've seen how Naomi is a picture and type of the Jewish nation, a woman who is Jewish from the tribe of Judah, and she leads, directs, and instructs Ruth to the kinsmen, to Boaz. She's the one who lit her path to the house of Boaz, to this place of the kinsman redeemer. And all along the way, as we've studied out this wonderful love story between a man and a woman, we've seen much, much more. We've seen God's word displayed in a way that's powerful and true. This beautiful mystery of the church in the Old Testament. Remember, we were a mystery, a beautiful mystery. (laughs) And if you can't think of yourself as beautiful, it's okay, because the Lord sees you as beautiful. No matter how you feel today, the Lord sees you as beautiful, church. But I told you that the only way you're able to see all of this in this book is if you have eyes to see and ears to hear. And on that note, before we dive in any further, let's pray. Father God, this is your word. And God, you say you esteem your word above your name and that your word will do what it's called to do. And so God, let your word go deep into our hearts today as we come before you on this day celebrating the birth of our Lord. Let your word give birth in our hearts, Lord, to something brand new. Lord, fill us to overflowing with your Holy Spirit. Help us to see. Give us eyes to see in your scripture. Give us ears to hear and change us from the inside out. We praise you and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. And so today we're going to see the culmination of all of this in the book of Ruth. We know that Naomi, she was widowed. She was a widow and she had lost her sons. She was all alone in the world in a foreign land with seemingly no hope. That was Naomi's story. And if it would have ended there, it would have been tragic. But we know it didn't end there. Ruth, this Moabite woman, this Gentile woman, had become a true believer in the one true God. And we saw that. But she also loved Naomi. She decided that she was going to travel back to Bethlehem to not allow Naomi to go home alone. And she wasn't going to stay in her foreign country or in her own land. She was going to go to a foreign land with Naomi because she loved her that much. Because remember this, Naomi's husband, Elimelech, remember what his name means? It means, my God is king, But Elimelech certainly did not believe God was his king, or he would have stayed in Israel. During that time of famine, without bread, without sustenance, Elimelech decided he was going to go to the land of Moab, to the enemies of Israel, for his provision. And it didn't end well, did it? We know Elimelech, when he got there, he died early on in Moab and then the two sons would die about 10 years later. It was tragic. And this left Naomi literally alone because even her her daughters-in-law were no longer her daughters-in-law because the sons had died. Orpah and Ruth, remember? And Naomi, she begged them. She said, just stay here in Moab, I'm going home. I'm going home broken without hope in bitterness. I'm going home, you just stay here. You worship your foreign gods. You worship these gods of Moab. You find husbands in Moab, just stay here. And we know Orpah stayed, but Ruth did not stay. And I told you, Ruth doesn't say a lot in, the book, in her, the book titled after her name, but when she does, it's so beautiful. But something that we looked at in chapter 1, verses 16 and 17, we saw Ruth's words to Naomi. And I told you it's beautiful, and often it's quoted at weddings. But understand this, it's also prophecy. Do you realize she's prophesying? And all of it would come to pass. Look at what she said in verse 16 and 17 in chapter 1. This is what Ruth said to Naomi. Entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried or will I be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also if anything but death parts you and me. Everything in that statement came true. Ruth, Naomi's family became Ruth's family. Naomi's God, the God of Israel, the one true God, became Ruth's God. Ruth would die in that land, so would Naomi. It all came true. It's a beautiful prophecy. Ruth was a woman who had found faith in the one true God. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And she had found a new mother in the faith. She had found a mother whom she was willing to to follow because she loved dearly. And so Ruth journeyed back to Israel, back to Bethlehem with Naomi. And remember, Naomi, when she returned, she didn't want the ladies of Bethlehem calling her Naomi, which means sweet or pleasant. She wanted to be known as Mara, which means bitter. She went from sweet to bitter. But this, just listen to me. (laughs) This right here will happen to any of us. Any of us who look after, who go after the things of the world, who go after the things of the enemy, and we forget the things of God. It will happen to any one of us. And it doesn't just mean in some big backsliding way. Do you understand? Whenever there's a sin in your life where you have rebellion, where you run away from God like Elimelech and Naomi, like this family did, when you run away from God and you look for the enemy's sustenance or you just refuse to hear God, bitterness will come into your life. It doesn't have to be, again, it doesn't have to be this big backsliding moment. It might be your pride. It might be gossip. It might be hatred or anger or bitterness. All of these things, bitterness itself is a sin, deep sin. But every sin that we hold on to and we refuse to give to God, that we run from God in that area, I promise you, bitterness will form. But God loves you enough not to keep you bitter. Do you know when you're a child of the king, he loves you enough? He loved Naomi enough not to keep her bitter. Naomi wouldn't stay bitter. He wouldn't allow her to wallow in her bitterness. And we read there in chapter 2 that she gets a glimmer of hope. In chapter 2, we read early on of this man named Boaz, a wealthy man of high character. And remember, Ruth just happened to be gleaning his field. And has just happened to show up. I talked about all of God's divine providence. His hand is always working in the natural. Even today, among all of your distractions and the holiday and everything that's going on, God is working in your life in ways you can't understand. And imagine when we get to heaven and we get to see that full layout of how many, God, how many times uh, God intervened in your life in the most littlest, smallest whispers and ways. We have no idea how much he loves us. But here's the thing. God had injected a glimmer of hope. And remember, the laws of Israel allowed people of Israel, the poor, the needy, the fatherless, the widows, to glean the fields of the rich. The rich were to give the corners of their field to glean. And remember, it was good for both parties. It was good for the poor because it gave them dignity. They could work for their food. And it worked for the rich because it helped them be generous and giving. It's this beautiful system. And remember, Naomi went there to pick up the scraps to glean, or I'm sorry, Ruth, because she was faithful. And she went there for her and Naomi both to get them food. And remember, Boaz gave her favor. And he said, don't glean in any other field. Just glean this field. And he also gave her water to drink, which was for his servants, not for the gleaners. And that was a beautiful picture of our Lord who gives us water to drink.
0: This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit golgothafellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you.
1: Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m., and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G O L G O T H A G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A-Fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you, and remember to hold fast.